We all know the classic Godzilla roar, right? It's like the... That's not... I was going to ask you what it would be if you wanted to change it, but I think I already got my answer, so let's just go to the show. Theme song, please. This may appear to be only monkey business, but in reality, it's very serious, ladies. Zero Issues Comic Podcast! Zero Issues Comic Podcast! Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks. Welcome on this beautiful Wednesday morning or afternoon or evening or whenever you're listening to it. Better be a Wednesday, though. If it's a Thursday, you can get out. Hang up now. Doesn't even matter don't, anymore. Don't, oh, God, no. Don't hang up, please. Mm-hmm. Please, God, no. Rejection. Don't hang up because this is a live phone call. Yeah. You've dialed the balding comic book artist hotline. <laughs> yeah. It's coming from inside the house. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I'm Merc. Who are you guys? I think I'm Bry. Well, I'm Kyle. Oh, you're Kyle. And you think you're Bry? I think I'm Bry. Uh, Am oh, I? Might not be Bry. Oh, I guess we're going to find out. In the news. I don't think that's going to be part of it. That's part of my news. I wrote that down. Which guy is which? It's very important. Current Zero News Flash. And now we're in the news. Oh, we're there. We are. Yeah. So we the Snyder it. Cut is no, no, it isn't. No, no, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't deal with it. Nope. Let's talk about uh, something else. Anything else? Let's talk about something else. Third season of the Titans is coming out. Oh, yes. It's going to be filming. I mean, at I some guess point. I'll talk about um, that. Um, and uh, a new character will be appearing. Tim Drake. And I'm sure yes! Brian's going happy about this. Yeah. Yes! Uh, He's my favorite Robin. Tim... And uh, yep. listen, I, I, am, I am what I grew up with, and he's my favorite Robin. Yep. So Tim Drake will be appearing in the third season of the Titans. Uh, and I apologize. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name right. Jay Lycurgo? Lyker, Lycurgo? I don't know either which. Yeah. Um, apparently, also, this same actor is also going to be in the upcoming Batman movie, the Reeves Batman. What? Movie. But not as a, it's not a connection. There is zero connection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just unless he also plays Tim Drake in that. Yeah, really. Yeah, he's playing yeah. like just like a, he's he's some gang dude in the in the movie. Um, Interesting. Yeah, but but also Jason Todd, that character that's in Titans, uh, will be apparently becoming Red Hood. Red in, Hood. That. In that next season, yeah. so now does he have a big dumb line where his mouth should be? <laughs> yeah, I will say I'm uh, I I I'm not the biggest fan of like I, I watched the first season of the Titan Show and it was like okay, and I wasn't really 100 percent on board. But I will say that their take on Jason Todd was 
weirdly almost likable. Like, he was a shithead, but he was also at the same time, like, you kind of weirdly liked him. Which is more than mm-hmm. I could say for any other Jason Todd that's ever existed. So... <laughs> Uh, I I appreciate if they do that for Jason Todd, they could do the polar opposite for Tim Drake, who is my boy. I, I will. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Titans again to see Tim Drake. I will do that. You know what? I I've enjoyed that series. I it's a different take on stuff. It's yeah. it, It's I'm not a big fan of the CW tone and through line that they do no. for everything. It's a different tone. I like it, and it's like I get the whole. Let's get really dark. Sometimes that does not go well. I don't mind it. It actually worked fairly well for this. So, What else is in the news? Well, I'm going to talk about a Robin. This is all Robin news. All Robin news. Jeffrey Brown, the cartoonist who is behind uh, Vader and Son, if you remember those. Uh... Mm. Yes. Right. And also did some I Jedi Academy is. books and has done some other things. Uh, there's a new graphic novel coming out later this year. I think in November is how it's announced for, but it's called uh, Batman and Robin and Howard, and it's about it's about uh, Damian Wayne going to school, going to a regular school in Gotham, and uh, meeting a new friend slash rival in Howard, who is uh, he's a, he's a smart and athletic kid who. Uh, Damian Wayne takes a natural rival friendship towards where he wants to outcompete this guy, but he becomes a friend with him, and uh, so it's like a middle-aged graphic novel. And it, and it must be—we've said multiple times on this show that like you you have some acknowledgement towards DC putting out graphic novels towards audiences who aren't reading like direct market comic shop comics. They're selling these characters to, like, kids and, like, young adults who might otherwise miss this stuff. And this is a big one, right? It's just sort of like, you know, selling Damian Wayne and Batman in, in this kind of a thing where they become, uh, it's just a I normal did, kid. I, I did see that, and it actually looked pretty cool. I was in- yeah. It's fun. It's just fun. Like, based on what we've seen so far, they had some, uh, it's very, like, basic drawing, like, crayon style like, you are a child reading this comic and enjoying this comic on your own kind of terms vibe. What's well, very stylistically, yeah. It's very stylistically, very sketchy and whatever. But it, it looks good. I like it, yeah. But it's also bringing across, like, you know, like, current comic book versions of characters and stuff like that where, you know, they're they're very much trying to appeal to a new audience that might make the leap. And in a smarter way that I think, you know, big two comic books have, have, have done recently. This is a good idea. Uh, can I take a segue from that to go to uh, it Mighty... It be about Robin. Mighty, better be about Robin, might, or I don't want to hear it. Sure, well, if, I'll get to If Robin, it isn't, lie and shove Robin in there. Mighty Marvel Masterworks. Which, they've done Marvel Masterworks before. This is a different version of Mighty Marvel Masterworks. will reprint uh, the start of the iconic heroes, like all their iconic heroes, the the origin or beginnings of their stories, uh, in a 6-inch by 9-inch collection editions. Or, as the company says, uh, this is how they put it, in an accessible 6 by 9 format that the whole family can enjoy. Ah! It's, it, this is too large. 
This is too large and an unwieldy. I can't hold this book. Why isn't this in a six by nine format? Why isn't that it I can only hold? slightly smaller? Yeah, except by like an inch. I um, wish this were harder whatever. to read. Yeah. Uh, so it's aimed at catching younger viewers. That's their their aim. And here's my question. Is this a good idea anymore? Are we getting to the point where this doesn't seem like, not that I don't love those stories, but I'm I'm 46. Of course I'm going to love those stories. Uh, are we capturing 13-year-old readers by showing them Spider-Man in the 60s in a sweater vest and possibly a world that he doesn't identify with anymore? Like, not that they can't go back. I think there's always going to be a call for uh, for being able to see the original comics that these characters appeared in. Uh, and oh, I think yeah, they totally. would... But the and thing is, would, there's eight million reprints already. Like, that's true. Yeah, but I don't know where to get those. I'm a teenager, and I don't know where to get those. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because I don't know how to use <laughs> the internet. As as Bry suddenly gets up and runs to the back and flashes his ass at us. That's a sorry sweet about ass. that. Because I don't I don't want to buy like some oh, well, like, some new Marvel Age copy. Okay. Yeah, there it is. And it's called Marvel Masterworks. This is probably hmm. the exact same thing. It's a hardcover. Yeah, what are the dimensions? 19... Yeah, is it 6x9? Oh. But, like, this is literally literally the first 10 issues, like, from the 80s, which I read as a kid, which is, like, you know, the current comics when I read this was, like, Spider-Man was married. Yeah. So, I mean, there's an argument that, like, maybe the kids today can't connect to it because it's too old. But this was also old to me when I read this. Yeah. I, I, I totally and I, give I still it, but own part- this. Like, this is, like, a treasured thing. Like, this is something I've owned for, like, this was published, like, when I was a little baby boy. And I own this and little, treasure Little this. baby boy. It's true. No, And I, it, I could be completely off base. No, no. I think they're going to buy would, them. Would not kids are going to buy them at bookstores or people are going to buy them for kids as birthday presents. Well, yeah, but I think that at the same time they're going to have, uh, I hope the, hopefully they're like republishing the first Miles Morales comics where he's like teaming up with Peter Parker, who's like an older dude. And it's like you can you can enjoy multiple eras of something at the same time. Well, and that's the thing. It's like part of me is like, I get that we have to re- they reprint Totally. They don't have to. But it's a marketing thing. Let's recapture this. But it seems like it's this is just the go-to phrase of, like, let's recapture yes. that young market by reprinting the start. It's like, yeah. for fuck's sakes, you've been doing it, like, every year for the past, like, 40 years. We get it. What about, like, certain arcs of certain titles that are, like, they can be good standalone entry points? Absolutely. Not that you would, like have like the death of phoenix or something like that like that's somebody has to know what's going on at that point but here's Again, a good intro part i got this i got this uh, i think it was published in the late 80s i got this as a christmas gift when i was yep. like a child again comics from 1962 and 1963 and you're looking at like you know i was a little i was a kid in like the 80s approaching the 90s but let me also point out that this is 30 years later. 
Oh, absolutely. Almost 40. Absolutely, but I'm just saying, like, if you do this with, like, Miles Morales' first comics... Yes, yes, exactly. For for somebody, like, who is a kid now, versus right. when they were published, you know, like, a decade or so ago, what's the difference? Yep. Yeah. Oh, totally. The Miles Morales thing, it's got a little bit more of... Because, really, a lot has happened in the real world in the past... 50 years <laughs> totally so, so even to in have 10 like, years even in 10 uh, years like when when yeah. Morales first show up like those yep. comics are actually kind of uh, uh like you know like a, a time capsule yeah even if he's the modern spider-man that you might be connected to be like oh he's the young new spider-man it's like yeah but when when did he come out eh, but he's 42 years old since then so yeah he was like a response to the idea Miles of Morales, like, you know, like old man Spider-Man. A modern Spider-Man. Like, let's be real. Like, Brian Michael Bendis was looking at, like, the president being Barack Obama. Yeah. In a sense. Being like, who is Spider-Man for right now? Mm. Things have really become a little more complicated of, since then. Because of the time portal of the past year, that was 53 years ago. Yeah. It was. So if you if you own uh, uh, those comics, they're collectors' items. <laughs> Mint, yeah. All right. Well, this sounds like it's been a whole lot of opinion and not news. So sorry. <laughs> Let's move on to more opinion. Welcome to the warm up. All right, so a big uh, trailer that has just recently dropped in the past, like, few weeks. I guess by the time this comes out, maybe a couple weeks before that. Uh, Godzilla versus King Kong! Kong, 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 Godzilla. Which, you know what? Say what you want about big Hollywood blockbusters and the whole yeah. thing and people shitting on it. You know what? Some of these I'm fucking excited about. And I'm... Yeah, I, I'll eat this up. This is going to be super fun. I love monster movies. I love Godzilla movies. I love King Kong movies. I like really dig this, and I'm I'm super excited yeah. how this could. I feel out. I feel like we all we we're all into that, like Godzilla King yeah. Kong. I feel like we're all on board, right? I'm really really sad that I can't go see this in the theater with my brothers. Yeah, like this this is the exact movie that we would go see together. And I, I'm going to have to figure out some sort of way where we can all watch it together. Yep. The um, the Godzilla, the, the last Godzilla movie, Godzilla King of Monsters, when mm -hmm. did that, when did that come out? I think that was three years ago now. I think that was 2018. Three years, yeah. It was a few, it was a few. Not as long as this. Oh. Oh. The I original. Actually, I I learned a little bit about that movie recently. How uh, I am how... holding up a DVD of King Kong versus Godzilla, the original like Japanese. Uh, it's horrible. I, I'm before you get into. The, I'll quickly just read this blurb yeah, on the yeah. back. Is this the sixties? Is this the sixties one? That's uh, the only one. Uh, but I'm pretty sure there's only the one. Yeah. 
Um, the two mightiest monsters of all battle in the thrilling adventure classic King Kong versus Godzilla when an underhanded pharmaceutical company goes to a remote tropical island to steal King Kong for advertising purposes, because that's what they do. They get yep. more than they bargained for when the gigantic ape attacks an unsuspecting village and an enormous octopus. Yes, please. Meanwhile, far below the sea, a submarine crew unleashes reptilian terror when they melt a block of ice and release the ferocious Godzilla from his icy lair. When both destructive monsters descend on Tokyo, it's a fight that holds the future of mankind in the balance. In this knockout film, which, has, which was the first theatrical release to bring its larger-than-life contenders to the big screen in glorious color. You know when it says in glorious color, man, you know it, it it's one of those movies. Uh and it, it was I think the the first uh or there was a there was a Japanese King Kong that was sort of a, a cheap knockoff that predates Godzilla. It was made by the same people that made the original Godzilla. Uh but this was like the third Godzilla movie. It was like Godzilla was not yeah. a big deal at the time, and this movie kind of made well, Godzilla a big deal. It's true. Yeah, they were just ramping up. Still, it was pretty early in the in yeah. The first first Godzilla yeah. was like late fifties, and this was like nineteen sixty two. Yeah, was it that not this? There was there was the original. I think there was like uh, there was the original Godzilla, and there was maybe Godzilla Raids again, and then this. And it was like, sorry, I'm, what is that? I'm playing with my Godzilla toy. It's Godzilla. Oh, that's it's beautiful. Gojira. That's beautiful. He's he's throwing up everywhere though. He ate a snow cone. No, it's literally, it's literally a toy from that that specific movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big stupid dork. We're all big stupid dorks here. Uh, yeah, you're on the right podcast. Yeah. Thank you. So. With Godzilla vs. Kong coming out in, like, a month and a half, like, like a week after the Snyder Cut. Uh, <laughs> March is going to be an exhausting month for us. It's going to suck. We thought we would debate Godzilla vs. Kong. Are you Team Godzilla? Are you Team Zilla? Or are you Team Kong? I'm Team Zuki. <laughs> Everybody always forgets about team- Godzuki. <laughs> but not Kyle. Never Kyle. I have a nephew who could remind you very quickly about Godzuki. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, um... No, I'm Team Godzilla. I mean, we're looking at the... Yeah, we're looking at the trailer of this. It seems like Godzilla has turned. He's, uh... Hey, he's, know, he's got a, he did a heel turn. He, uh, he hit that scientist with a, with a steel chair and, uh... Now Godzilla's yeah. a heel. He's got black stubble. Big heel. He's got stubble, yeah. Yeah. There, there might have been uh, one thing you saw on somebody's screen on a monitor behind somebody uh, that might suggest uh, that might suggest on a big twist, baby. Because it says something <laughs> about the battery systems and it looks like it has like a like a like a looks like a, a like a skeletal system of something Godzilla like, but it looks I won't say mecha like mecha anymore. I won't say anymore. Mecha, mecha King mecha. Kong. The, the thing exactly. No, I 
I, I'm of a weird state with Godzilla movies where I, like, really appreciate when they're trying to be, like, weird, like, an analogies for, like, you know, nuclear war or, like, you know, trying to, like, be serious. But at the same time, when they just get stupid silly, I'm just if like, you, yeah, If you man. can embrace yeah. the silly of it, because <laughs> you gotta, it's like a certain self-awareness of, like, yeah. The Godzilla movies and a lot, some of the King Kong movies are like Godzilla, especially. Some of them are ridiculously stupid. Oh yeah, and they're super yeah. fun. But you have to know what you're getting into. Like it's it's just a ridiculous uh, premise on a bunch of them. But um, yeah, there was this the whole Mecha like Godzilla that. thing. So so who knows? Like this is the idea of could this be? Uh, like really, neither of them in any of the movies are the hero. They're all like no. just like forces of nature, right? And they're just doing their thing, and they're what misunderstood. Team are you on? And yeah, so it's like the idea of like yeah. <laughs> if it's Mecha Godzilla, there could be a redirect, and the two of them. Team oh, up they're to teaming up. They're the teaming up bag. by the end of this. Yeah, Mothra's gonna show up like Wonder Woman, and Godzilla's gonna be like. <laughs> <laughs> And King Kong is going to be like, uh, 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 and Mothra shows up like, I want to set us against each other, though. I'm very, very adamant that we have to fight each other on this one. So what team are you on? Oh, Godzilla. I'm on Team Kong. I don't know why, though. Why are you on Team Kong? Team Kong? Team Kong? I, I I think that's interesting that you're like, I just don't understand. Why are you on Team Kong? I don't know. Yeah. Like, not that I Tell don't me. like Godzilla movies. I enjoy Godzilla movies, but I also enjoy King Kong movies. But I don't know. I just feel like, um, I don't know, the idea that it, like, King Kong is like way more agile. If you fucking throw a monkey at somebody's face, they're fucked. If, that's true. Like, you throw a lizard at somebody's face, they're like, ah! Get yeah, but me. like... But would it's a, like would a monkey beat up a crocodile? Yeah. Ooh. If they were the same size? Yes. Huh. Well, you think so though? You think so? Yeah. Because like that crocodile he's has got his like little, some lizard. His, all right, what if that crocodile has a He's got his breath? little I got my little T-Rex arms. I got my little T-Rex arms. Can I ask you, who would have a stronger bite, a monkey or like an alligator. Well, wait, are we talking gators or crocs? Who could pry open those jaws? Crocs, I, I guess. guess. I don't know. I'm not I'm not saying that like Godzilla couldn't do some damage. He totally could. He's got but lots of You, know, going you on notice in the trailer but that King Kong's like... got like this axe thing? Like, oh, King Kong gets a weapon. Because he needs yeah. a weapon to fight Godzilla. No! Godzilla, because Godzilla's not showing up with like a gun. Because he's smarter. He's smarter. He knows how I'm to not, use I'm tools. I'm not saying he's not smarter. I just feel like... Saying Godzilla's cooler. Godzilla can... Godzilla knows what he's doing. I'm just Godzilla's saying. a bad he's boy cool. now. I just feel he's like... He's got a weapon. He might be more human. He's he a bad be, boy. Maybe humans can adapt more to, to King Kong as far as like how he might fight, but Godzilla has atomic breath. He's got those big fins. He's so got he's, got, he's got bad breath. He's got bad breath and Absolutely. And so do I. And I'm unstoppable. <laughs> I just feel like Kong is younger. He's fitter. He yeah. eats better. He's got a more balanced diet. I don't Everyone think he knows eats better. He eats a lot of people. Let's show it. 
Oh yeah, I th- no, no, no. I think he does because like everyone knows the ocean fish, the the stocks are depleting, and that's that's mainly where Godzilla is. Uh, uh, while <laughs> King Kong has his own island uh, with a specific food supply and a group of spiders that spider monsters his diet and samuel he's L. Jackson. got like a group of people an entire tribe that are like kong what would you like today let us bring that food to you and where you go oh would you like some nibbles with that where you go nipples he's like a monster ufc fighter and he's like in his prime and he's ready okay to go. so he's like he's like a he's uh, a ufc fighter godzilla's like a sumo wrestler who's going to win the fight between a sumo wrestler and a ufc fighter a ufc fighter because but like a ufc fighter they're all about like oh there i got i gotta wrap my arms around you no i already, I, I gotta I already wrap answer, my arms I already around you and hold you in this specific in this it's done. specific way and if a UFC fighter can't even get their arms all the way around the sumo. Uh, the the whole point of sumo wrestling is just to get somebody out of a ring. They just move somebody because they're so big. A UFC fighter will just punch you in the face till you're bleeding out your face. Well, that is where you would bleed if you were punched <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to come to an agreement on this, are we? How are no, we no, settling no, no. this? Where are we settling this? <laughs> There's only one way, and that's we fight. So, uh, you know, Ooh. when uh, when lockdown's over. Yeah, let's all go, I'll go to Bryce's house right now. And we're vaccinated. No, but it's a lockdown! <laughs> and that's the end of the segment. What the f***? All right, so this week we're doing one of our things that we've done several times where we try to fix a character. And this week it's the Martian Manhunter, John Jones. And of course, fix is in quotations because it's like some of these characters, the, the ones that we tend to do are slightly problematic. There might be either they're hated or they're just like difficult to use or everybody seems to use them very differently. Yeah. Which I think is very much the case with Martian Manhunter, everybody seems to approach him very, at, from a very yeah. different angle. Uh, I agree. There's not a lot of consistency. Yeah, I think that's very true. So let's come up with three more ways where it's not consistent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's come up with three completely uneven ways to deal with it. Uh, let me just start by saying I'm holding this up. This is a Martian Manhunter Identity by Steve Orlando and Riley Rosmo. I just finished this. It took me a bit to get through. I picked it up. Um, I've always really liked Martian Manhunter. I was it's such a cool character and it has such good possibility. And I was every once in a while I kind of like delve into it thinking, okay, hopefully this will be good. Um, This particular one, partly because it has really good cover to it. Uh, and the art is I like it. It's really, it's very cartoony in a sense. Um, it's hard to describe. It's 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 all over the place. And it, but I really liked the art yeah. overall. I found it was a it, it was a little hard to consume the entire book. It got a little too much. Um, the story itself was a little uneven. And this could be just me, you know. As as all books are, it's all art. It can be uh, everybody has a different opinion. 
this one was a particular almost like a different take on Martian Manhunter where it was like, let's look back at his origin and how he got here. And, uh, he was a cop back on like a, whatever, some sort of cop back. He was on a bad hunter, but he wasn't, he wasn't a good cop. He like took bribes and like that sort of like in, in a, a certain way to, without going into the full depths of the story, he was not the best of guys. Um, and then loses his family and then goes to Earth and then has to kind of deal with being on Earth and then eventually encounters a villain that was on Mars that's now on Earth and has to like revisit the, that and, and face his own demons as it See, were. See, that's one Which, of the... Th- the idea was really good, but it was it was... I had a really hard time reading through the whole thing. I got to be honest. That... Oh, yeah. That's one of the things that always sort of bugs me with Martian Manhunter, where it's like all of his, you know, he's always fighting someone else from Mars. And it's like, you know, set set up in his origin, I'm the last guy from Mars. And it's the same thing with Superman, where it's yeah, like, yeah. how many people got off this yeah. planet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. He can fight a human. Oh, I get that. Yeah. Strikes me as silly. I just find that he's like one of those characters that's like, even when he was like, he's a very early introduction to DC. Yeah. Like he's been around for a very long time. He's very powerful. Like he's comparable to Superman, really. They keep saying um, that. In terms of what his, 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 pa- I know they keep saying that, but it was like, but we never approach him in that same way, which is always that weird sort of thing. Um, and they always kind of use him. I, I, and that this isn't always, but in in numerous, especially Justice League books, use him as more of like a plot device than a character. He's the guy that holds down the fort. He's like right. that thing. Martian so Manhunter, we're all going out for drinks. You stay here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And oh, I'm exactly. the alone guy. I'm an alien. I won't go out. I'm going to stay here. Maybe but if you would invite me for really, once. And, and, yeah, really. But we try inviting you, John, and you keep saying you don't want to come. But then you act really put out when we go out without you. Pick a lane. I'm an intro. I'm an introvert. Treat me differently. My energy levels are low. For my um, my thought of this, if I can interject for my take, but please. Uh, and it, and it comes mostly from New Frontier a little yeah. bit because yeah. he is nice. sort of dealing with like his, his, you know, he has an issue with how xenophobic, uh, you know, humans can be and stuff like that. But like my take on, on Martian Manhunter would be he's in the 50s blending as a human being. And maybe this has been done before. Maybe I'm, you know, blanking on something, but he is a fed. Instead of being, like, a private detective, he is, like, with the FBI. And he is uh, using that position in order to... Using their resources in order to find, like, white Martians who might be hiding out on Earth. I like that. But coming across a situation where, you know, he's sort of, like, taking advantage of the paranoia and xenophobia that exists towards, like, the communists and, like, potentially space people. During a particular time when, like, that, that is, like, the advancement, like, the 50s into the 60s. 
So he's sort of like trying to find the White Martians that he has, you know, a vendetta against that are hiding out on Earth. Uh, but at the same time, he himself in his human John Jones persona is suspected of being a communist or something okay. like that. And he's sort of having to That's deal good. with like, the fact That's that. That's good. I like that. I like he's, that. you know, he's like trying to like literally use the state in order to find his enemies, but him, he himself has become an enemy of the state potentially who has more in common with the, the enemies of his world that he's trying to hunt down on Earth, because all of them are considered alien, and all of them are considered dangerous on Earth. So it sort of, like, challenges everything in a weird way. Like, it's a total period piece, you know, John Jones in, uh, during the heart of the Cold War as, as, uh, like, an asset who's, like, trying to infiltrate things. It's like, oh, you're trying to hunt dangerous aliens but they consider you a dangerous alien, and that's kind of the yep. complication of, of, of he's, this plot. He's brought before the McCarthy hearings and such. Exactly, and I know this has been touched upon in, in some stories, but I don't know how fully it's been explored, and I feel like you could go real interesting with it if you wanted to. Yeah, I like that a lot. No, I like that. I like that a lot, yep. You did it! That's all I have. All right, uh, do you want to do one of yours, Chris? Uh, sure. Hopefully it's okay, okay that so, it's No, no, that's absolutely okay. No, totally, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay, so like every time we've done fix a character, I've, I generally do two. I do a serious one and then a funny one. Uh, so here's the serious one. It's the idea that, like, going off the idea that... Uh, Nobody tends to depict him the same way. They use him as a plot device, like I was saying earlier, and they kind of reinvent him. And he's always like, kind of almost like a background character. And it's it's like a weird sense. It's a weird way to use such a big character that's been around for so long. So it's the idea of like doing a book that addresses this. Like, don't ignore it. Completely embrace it head on. It's the idea from his perspective. Nobody knows me. I'm as powerful as Superman, but I'm not the white beacon of hope that he or Spider-Man is. Oh! Oh! Twice! Two episodes I did that. Um, and it's it's kind of like uh, he always felt second tier to everybody, but uh, the way you do this is addressing and revisiting old Justice League stories, like right from yeah. the start, all those stories, but address it from his perspective. So, like, flip it to John's point of view and capture the idea that, um, like, he's the alien and he feels strange, and it's like they're telling him, like, oh, like, go monitor this. Like, oh, no, I'm, I, sh I can do this. And then you see from his point of view of like what he's thinking and what he's doing during this entire time. And the idea that um, he tries to like things like he tries to connect with Superman. We're both aliens on this world. But Superman is like he was essentially he was born in another world, but he was raised here from a baby. So he, he's essentially human. He has like from culture. He, he, na he naturally looks human. He looks human and he understands 
human culture. Like, A, he was raised in that, so there's, like, no problem with it at all. Whereas he suddenly was, like, beamed over from Mars. He's speaking, like, different language, different context, different culture, everything. Where, think of think of an alien that suddenly pops onto this planet and has to understand us. Not to mention he's telepathic. The, just the bombardment that this character would have and trying to understand what's going on and just the di- like I delve into that difficulty of him trying to adjust to living in this world and then he joins the super team and is like the super team but he feels second tier and he just feels kind of like I, I could do more no I'm just gonna hang back because I just not this I'm not that guy um yeah and yeah it's just like and it's it's really the big part of it is just seeing all those old stories flip like you could have starro and whatever like and then flip it over to that other perspective and just replay it and have that same story but from a different perspective from what he's thinking and you would have a completely different story that's really cool I, I, I just think there's a lot to the fact that his natural state isn't something that blends in with what you would expect from like a like yeah. a human, yeah. And there's a lot well, of like he's... you know you you can do it... a lot of I think analogy stuff and you know you could you yeah could, you represent Absolutely. something that a lot of people you know they don't fit into the overwhelming control of society. And I mean like there's a lot you can do with that character that usually is just kind of glossed on. Yep. Exactly. I like it. Uh, so for mine, uh, I, I thought it would be neat to sort of really downplay the powers, uh, cause he's got so many powers, but the, the thing that it goes back to like his life on Mars, he was, you know, he was like a police officer. So basically put him on earth, sort of downplay the powers and make him like a, a Sherlock Holmes type where he's, he's solving mysteries yeah. But he's oh, yeah. specifically solving mysteries that are uh, that are alien things. So it's it's got a little bit of me- it's got a little bit of Men oh, in Black nice. in there too. Uh, but it's you I know like, like kind of like what he was doing with with Stormwatch in the New Fifty Two, which was not a good take on the character, but we can use the good parts of that. Uh, where he's like he he's tracking <laughs> aliens that come to Earth like. And, and again, like not every alien can can melt steel beams with their eyes or whatever. And some of them just come to Earth because it's this little backwater planet. It's not that advanced, and there's like seven billion humans there, so they can just you know they can do some some serial killing. Just come come to Earth uh, and do some murders, <laughs> and no one's gonna notice because there's seven billion of these things. So he's. Yeah, so he's like fun. he's hunting like intergalactic Jack the Rippers, yeah. Vacation. And like maybe he has some run-ins with Lobo, and he's got issues with Lobo, who keeps fucking showing up and bounty hunting. Uh, <laughs> and and kind of similar to to your like thing, it. Merc. Uh, these alien, like they're aliens, so they don't necessarily think like human beings do either, right? Uh, they might have completely different, sure. you know, rules yep. that their brain works on. Uh, and he might have like a you know a human alley kind of like a, a Watson sort of character with a bit of alien experience. So I'm thinking either someone like Adam Strange or or Jaime Reyes as like their you know elongated yeah. oh, man. That elongated man would be awesome in that. 
just two detectives being detective guys. Uh, but like a lot, a lot of, a lot yeah, of, yeah. a lot of glow popping, uh, and a lot of like, you know, he sort of he stays human a lot of the time because people will talk to a human. They're not going to talk to this green guy. Uh, and when I was researching, there was uh, sure. one that I found. It was uh, it was an ongoing series, uh, pre New Fifty Two, where it was sort of established that like, no, Martian Manhunter is actually like he's a big deal in like the Southern Hemisphere. He's like the most famous superhero in the Southern Hemisphere, and and he's <laughs> and and he's got like dozens of uh, of different alter egos that he keeps track of, and like. Oh, actually, I want to read that. Oh, that book got canceled. Yeah, it sounds about right. Uh, but but I sort of I want to take parts of that, and I want to take parts of Stormwatch, and I want to take parts of both of your ideas. But I want to put his. <laughs> well, the thing the thing I think is like a recurring thing with Martian Manhunter is that he tends to want to like experience the human condition. Yes. I think. Like in various well, ways. Well, like he's been around. He's been on the planet for you know going on seventy years, and yeah, he's, he's still he's so still an outsider. No, like, all of this, all of this could be canon. Yeah, yeah, all of this can count. But it's true. Like that's it's he wants to experience humanity in like every way he can. Like this is his carnal and, desires. Uh, you know, it's it's. It... I want him to. I want a book. Where there's an alien that doesn't want to experience humanity. That's like humanity is really gross. This sucks. Uh, you're hor you're horrible to each other. Why would I want to be part of that? Yeah. <laughs> he listen. He has a long lifespan. He can go from one to the other. Yeah. He's like, I can wait you out. I'm I I can just keep going. That's fine. I want to fit in. Gonna... And then like like ten years later, he's like, you know what? And Fuck then ten years guys. after that, I'll <laughs> exactly. give it a shot. Oh, we want to yeah, try it again. Yeah, I'm wishy washy. Yeah. Uh here's here's my second pitch, and this is this is goofy. Was we'll, if this doesn't work, uh, we can just cut it out. Um, I call it John's John's uh, John Jones dreams. Uh, Martian Manhunter, uh, basically as Charlie Brown, always the outsider drawn in the Peanuts style and all the cast are the Justice League. Um, and then at the end of that, uh, end of each comic, he wakes up and he's like, oh, that was a weird dream. But then the next issue, he goes back to sleep and he goes back either into that exact dream where it's Charlie Brown and it's like. Yeah. Oh, I'm just like the poor kid that always gets crapped on. Like, I don't Good have any grief. friends and whatever. I have no right. luck. Good grief. Um, or you put him into other uh, comic strips where it's like every night it becomes a different comic strip where it's uh, Martian Manhunter joins into that and, and you just merge all those characters. Yeah. It's kind of a satirical thing, but everything is a take on... The same stuff we've been talking about of like Martian Manhunter as the outsider, the guy that doesn't fit in, always feels goofy and just doesn't understand and nobody treats him. What would he do in the world of Funky Winkerbean? Get get cancer (laughs) is the answer. Get cancer. I I don't even know what that is. That's uh, yeah. It it was like a it it was a that's it was a goofy comic strip. 
yeah. uh, until it be it decided to do a time jump and get very serious, but also, you know, still still yeah. with comic strip uh, comedic sensibilities. It's uh, bad. It's bad. Right. See, uh. yeah, it was trying to be like, hey, I'm going coming to terms with my age, but trying to still do this comic strip that I started when I was much younger. Everyone dies of cancer. Or is a recovering alcoholic. Don't yeah. forget, Funky himself is a recovering alcoholic. That's true. We what should do an episode about Funky Winkerbean. Fun, according to Funky Winkerbean. According to Funky Winkerbean, we're all doomed, so let's just enjoy Mark, the ride. Can you do me a favor? Just try saying it. Yep. Just say it. Yeah, there we go. Funky Winkerbean? Yeah, you like that, don't you? <laughs> I hate Why it. Why are your pants Why off? Why are yours on? Join the party. Ooh. Take you down to Funky Town. Yeah. All right. Thanks for yeah, joining us, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like we all ran out of steam at roughly the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's over. Should we say... So who's uh, naming themselves and showing where to find themselves? No one. Uh, I'll start with uh, I'm Merck. You can find me at Merkasylum.ca, M-E-R-K-A-S-Y-L-U-M.ca. Uh, Merck on Facebook, Merkanot, like astronaut, on Instagram. And that's about it. Uh, my name is... Uh, I'm Brian Connick. You can check... Oh, no! No, go no you already started. This delay, you were, you were ahead. This delay. Okay. Go. My name's Kyle Lees, and you can check me out at thekylelees.com. Uh, that's my storefront. You can also check me out on Instagram at thekylelees.shop. Uh, yeah, don't, you know what? Don't even bother with Facebook. I'm so done with Facebook. Go to heck. Go to heck. Yeah. Burn in heck. I don't want any uh, of it. Facial social media. I'm um, I'm Brycotic. You can check out my comic at welcome to your after.com. It's called welcome to your after. Here's hey, a page of it. That looks like a new page. I haven't seen that one before. Uh. Yeah. That's uh that is very self-indulgent. Chief Stearns nice. makes an appearance. Nice. Let, let me just say this is an audio podcast. Yeah, someone had to say You'll it. You'll see it soon if you go to <laughs> welcometoyourafter.com. It might be. It's probably, hopefully, there at the time that you're listening to this, and uh, it is self-indulgent and probably shitty. But check it out. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Do that. Uh, big thanks to uh, KP Merkley, Ocean City Defender, for doing all the cool music that you hear throughout this episode. And big thanks to you for listening. Uh, if you want to, if you want to yes, tell yes, people yes. about the show or whatever, you know, hit us up on uh, on our various social media things. Talk to us. Talk with us. We'd love to talk with you. And tune in next week to hear about our sponsor. <gasps> Say what? We we may have also we may also have um I, an idea sponsor. We might have some ideas. We might have some topics from a listener slash friend of the show. But you're gonna find out. One soon more enough. thing that's coming up is the end of the show. Bye, bye.
拜。